We are officially 15 days away from MSU football kicking off. So, hey, here are 15 reasons to be optimistic for this coming fall. And, yeah, we're going to mix in some hockey talk. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my favorite people. And, yes, of course, I'm talking about you Beautiful, beautiful folks that uh, listen and tune in to Locked On Spartans five days a week because, yeah, that's that's what we do around here as we are ramping up closer and closer to kickoff. Hello, I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked On Spartans of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please rate, review, subscribe, comment below if you're watching on YouTube, or just do whatever makes you happy, really. I mean, because when it comes down to it, your happiness is all that we care about, so uh, if, if none of that makes you happy, fine, great. But if, if doing one of those things makes you happy, then makes me happy as well. Also, if you ever want to reach out with a question, comment, concern, anything you just got to get off your chest, you know, uh, hey, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to reach out. Uh, and hey, do so for tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I think, is going to be a mailbag-style show. we got a lot of questions building up, so let's just... Take 25 to 30, maybe even 35 minutes tomorrow to bang out as many questions as possible. So, yes, that will be tomorrow's show. And then hey, next Monday, uh, we're going to talk to old friend John Garcia. He is the director of football recruiting at Sports Illustrated. So that's how we will start next week. And also, yeah, we talked with the director of basketball recruiting as well, Jason Jordan, just the other day. Make sure you catch that show. That was a good one. Had a lot of wonderful things to say about Tom Izzo's Dynamite 2023 class. Who to look for for 2024. And a nice little look around the rest of the Big Ten as well. All right. B- back to football talk. Uh, for the first two segments, we-, we will get to some hockey here in the third segment. So, yeah, keep it tuned to that. That's right. But, hey, gang, we are 15 15, 1, 5 days away from kickoff, and I you could smell the excitement. I could smell the cinnamon whiskey in the air, in the parking lots of East Lansing. So, yes, as we inch closer and closer to kickoff against those Broncos from Kalamazoo, let's just bang out 15 reasons to be optimistic about this season because if you've been listening to any shows lately, oh, man, we, we are chugging the Kool-Aid over here. Vibes are astronomically high. Um, so let's just get to all 15 reasons why we are fired up to watch our Spartans take the gridiron again this fall. Reason number one, let's just look at it from a grand scheme of things, right? Uh, Michigan State is returning 73% of their production from last year. Yes, of course, but they are missing some big guys, right? Like, hello, Kenneth Walker, pretty big name, but however... You're returning 73% of your production from last year. And to compare that with the rest of the Big Ten East, that's the second best amongst teams in our own division. There's only one team that has more returning production. Okay, unfortunately that team is Ohio State that does return more production. But you are returning more than anyone else in the Big Ten East. Both Penn State and Michigan are returning 65% of their production. Rutgers, not as much. Indiana, certainly not as much. And then Maryland, no. They do have some solid returners, but from top to bottom, 
Not as much as Michigan State does right there. And, of course, we will be getting to a lot of these names of guys that produced a lot last year. And, well, they're probably going to produce a lot more next year, like <gasps> reason number two. Reason number two, and look, I, this is an obvious one, so let's just get to them right off the bat. Jaden Reed. Jaden F. Reed. That's right. You can figure out what the middle name stands for right there. And his friends, too. Right? Uh, okay, let's just start with Jaden Reed. Uh, one of two returning Big Ten receivers coming off of 1,000-yard seasons. The other guy is down in Columbus, Ohio, JSN. Dandy of a Rose Bowl. But yes, he is one of two receivers coming to the Big Ten next year that are coming off a 1,000-yard receiving season. And uh, needless to say, not only is he a great target, but he's also a good target for punters to kick the ball to and kickers to kick off the ball to because for the first time in Lord knows how long, Michigan State last year found a dynamic returner on special teams in the name Jaden Reed. So yes, we get him for another season. Not just that receiver, but some firecrackers at punt return, kickoff return. So yes, but let's just talk about his friends too, right? Hey, Trey Mosley, Mr. Reliable, you know I'm a massive, massive fan of Trey Mosley. And hey, look, Mr. Reliable isn't just a quirky nickname we give him. That's a legitimate uh, nickname because there's a stat to back it up. And this is from MSUSpartans.com. 36 of 63 of his catches, that's 57%, have gone for either first down or a touchdown. It's third and six, you need seven yards, call Trey Mosley. It's first and goal at the, at the five-yard line. You, you need a, a six yards to get in the end zone. Phone Trey Mosley. You need a two-point conversion in a very crucial game against your rival in the most historic matchup between the two teams? Well, friends, you, you call Mr. Reliable Trey Mosley because he will take care of you in the receiving game. He's going to take care of the quarterback as well. But also, gang, Keon Coleman. I, we just did an episode earlier this week about how much Kool-Aid I am drowning myself in when it comes to the Keon Coleman hype train, all six foot four of him, I'm a firm believer that he is going to be a dynamic playmaker this season. And then you add guys like true freshman Jeremy Bernard, who I think will have a spot on this year's offense, or big body Christian Fitzpatrick, if you will, Montori Foster, Antonio Gates Jr., if I could borrow another true freshman, no shortage of weapons around number three. Reason number three to be optimistic, Peyton Thorne. Look, hey, it's just what being a quarterback is, right? Everyone's going to have opinions on you. I'm of the camp that I have a higher opinion of Peyton Thorne than maybe a lot of other people have. I think that, A, I see a tough kid, both mentally and physically. He can absorb big body shots. And he could also step into throws, even if he's been getting wrecked all game. He's mentally strong. He bounces back with the best of them. But also... And maybe I'll get a little too carried away here, but right now, I, I don't think I am. I, I, I can pick out different things from other MSU quarterback greats that I like about Peyton Thorne's game. Like, for example, I think he uses his legs really well to extend plays, whether that's scampering out of the pocket to roll out, throw on the run, or just run for a first down. Like, hey, go back to that Miami game. Had a really big run late in the game there to set Michigan State up for victory. So I think he's got the legs of Brian Lewerke, right? I also think that he has that can-respond attitude, you know? Sure, he'll make mistakes out there, but short-term memory, kind of like our friend Connor Cook, right? I, 
Connor Cook made like at least one back-breaking decision in every single game, but he always responded. And Peyton Thorne responds whenever he has a little hiccup more times than not. I'm not saying it's a perfect formula, but hey, look, he's a coach's son. He's got a short-term memory, and he knows how to lead a team. And to do that, well, you got to erase the bad plays pretty quickly and move on. Kind of like also how one of my favorite Spartans of all time, if not my favorite Spartan absolutely of all time, like Kirk Cousins. You know, he's an overachiever, student of the game, like Cousins. So there you have it. I'm all in on Peyton Thorne. I mean, I really always have been, and I don't think anything's going to change this season coming up. Now, of course, there's more weapons than just, you know, the, the receivers here. We also have probably the most talented tight end room that we've seen any slanting in a decade. We just talked about this with Stephen Brooks to start the week. Broke down the whole offense, and Stephen Brooks said that, yeah, this is probably the best tight end room you've had in East Lansing since 2010, 11, something like that. Daniel Barker is going to kill it in every facet of the game. Malik Carr, if he can hone in on his blocking, he will be another dynamic playmaker. And then Tyler Hunt, who seemingly has been here since Brian Hoyer was quarterback, that's another two-way tight end to a guy who can block and a guy who can catch, and I honestly, let's talk about a three-way player. If you remember the Indiana game last year, he can drop dimes on gadget plays like that too. So yeah, Tyler Hunt's the full package, and those are three tight ends that you're starting to feel really good about. And also, speaking of having the most talented position room in quite some time, let's talk about reason number five to be optimistic about this season. Look, the running back room. And I know how ridiculous that may sound without Kenneth Walker. Look, any program in the nation loses a guy like Kenneth Walker, it's going to be a step down. I'll, I'll say it right now. Like Michigan State will take a step back in the running back room. But wow, that's all you step down to, going from a guy like Kenneth Walker to a running back room with 2020 Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year, Jarek Broussard, who transferred from Colorado. Jalen Berger, another power, powerful runner transferred in from Wisconsin. And if you get anything out of one of, you know, Eli Collins, Jordan Simmons, Davion Prim, wh what if you get something out of Harold Joyner in his second year in the program? I mean, you're going back to, what, the, the 2011 season where they had Le'Veon Bell, Edwin Baker, and Larry Caper. Where you have that many running backs that you feel pretty good about. Yes, it won't be one guy doing the whole shebang like it was Kenneth Walker last season, but in order to replace Kenneth Walker, you're going to need a lot of guys with a lot of different skill sets to move the ball forward, and I think that's what Michigan State has right now, is a good stable of running backs. They each do something different, and they're all very talented in their own right. So, yeah, it's going to be a step down, but not as big of a step down as it would be at a lot of other programs. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about that. And then right before we take a, a little pause here and our 15 reasons to be optimistic, let's do one more. And that one more is going to be the offensive line. If you've listened to the show, if you've watched this show anytime in the last two to three months, you know that I have concerns about the offensive line, the depth, the unknown behind the starters. But let's talk about those starters here for a second. Let's talk about those starters here for a second because right now, when you roll out the big boys to start the season on September 2nd, you're looking at a talented group and an experienced group as well. 
Look, in the interior, with Nick Samak, J.D. Duplain, and Matt Carrick, 88 games of combined experience between those three right there. Nick Samak, great player. J.D. Duplain, love what we see from him. Matt Carrick, really had a strong year last year. Also, Spencer Brown, solid performance at the Peach Bowl last year. Jarrett Horse, we all know how talented he is when healthy. Also, take all this too, yes, the, the sack rate last year was 4.9%. Good for 28th best in the nation. So already in that upper third of pass protection right there. Hey, I get it. I've said it many times. The guys behind them are unknown. It's not to say they're bad. It's not to say that I'm going to write them off immediately. It's just we don't know how good they're going to be. But as it stands right now, let's knock on wood, you feel pretty good about your starters right now. So that's right there. Six reasons to be optimistic. We got a few more coming up at the other end of this break. But guys, gals, I have an important message for every single one of you, especially as we ramp up to football season and tailgating season because, point blank, drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and putting a few drinks back. A few becomes too many, and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. And <laughs> besides, what are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, well, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your, you, you total your car. You kill someone. Oh, yeah. That is a sobering reality that every single one of those things can happen, all life-changing. Everyone knows about the risk of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence, and that is why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change not just your life, but someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And as we get to some more reasons to be optimistic about this upcoming Michigan State football season, hey, just want to thank you all for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Let's get back to it. Number seven, the number seven reason to be optimistic for this upcoming season Michigan State is just one of three programs in the Big Ten to maintain their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and head coach from last season. Continuity in college football brings comfortability, and also it's not just the coordinators as well, because a lot of position coaches stayed around too. Like Willie Piegler, the running backs coach from last year, probably the only guy that you're going to be missing, but also at the same time, look... Kenneth Walker is a guy that can make any running backs coach look really good. But yes, Willie Piegler, obviously a good coach. You're going to be missing him. But you also had a pretty solid guy in Ephraim Reed as well. So let's talk more about coaching and the new faces as well. Because the number eight reason to be optimistic about this upcoming season, th those new defensive coaching hires. I, I, I don't know how much better it could possibly get, especially for defensive line and pass rush work with... You know, man of the offseason, Brandon Jordan. You have Marco Coleman as well. And also, Mel Tucker working with the cornerbacks, taking them under his wing, I think is going to be a very underrated storyline heading into the season. And something we might not appreciate until, you know, we start to realize by week five or six that, oh, wow, 
things are looking a lot better than they were last year, aren't they? So there you have it. Mel Tucker, needless to say, his attention to detail is outstanding. And also needless to say, he probably knows that the secondary needed a lot more work coming off of a pretty tumultuous end of the 2021 campaign. But hey, you get a guy with NFL background like Mel Tucker, a guy who's coached at Georgia, got his coach at Alabama. You're starting to feel pretty good about your head coach taking that certain position group under his wing. Now, a position group that he doesn't have to take under his wing because they're pretty stacked to begin with is reason number nine to be optimistic, and that's your defensive tackles. Simeon Barrow and Jacob Slade. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't think I am. That they are probably a top three unit in the Big Ten. I mean, these guys are massive, quite literally and figuratively. Simeon Barrow, coming into his redshirt sophomore year, has already cemented himself as one of the best interior defensive linemen in the conference. And it's crazy that he's only a sophomore going into this season. You pair him next with older, experienced guy, equally as dangerous, Jacob Slade. I mean, it's it's remarkable that you get both these guys and pairing them with coaches Marco Coleman and Brandon Jordan. I mean, they're gonna, they've been working wonders this offseason, as one could imagine. And hopefully we see things unfold right off the bat. September 2nd, week one, against Western Michigan. And also, speaking of young guys like Simeon Barrow, from what I've heard, keep your eye out for Derek Harmon. That's right, Derek Harmon, kid out of Detroit, young kid. And this is a guy that Stephen Brooks, friend of the program of 24-7 Sports, was very high on when he signed. Thought this kid was incredibly, grossly underrated, and... That's another guy that you hear and chatter about inside the football building is Derek Harmon could add some monster depth to that already monster position group of the interior defensive line. Well, let's split it out. What about the exterior defensive line? Of course, the edge rushers, the defensive ends. Well, that's reason number 10 to be optimistic because Chris Bogle, the transfer out of Florida, Jeff Petrowski, Brandon Wright, Tank Brown, that's a good stable of pass rushers right there coming off the edge and of course I'll say it till I'm blue in the face with Brandon Jordan as your coach yeah there's a lot of worse ways to spend an offseason and go into a season with a unit that you feel pretty good about when you are replacing two big names Andrew Beasley and Jacob Panashuk so another big year expected from that front four as well or should I say reason number 11 the front seven Let's just not talk about just the front four, right? The front seven is going to be colossal for Michigan State because this linebacker room, it's an embarrassment of riches. They have so much talent. Jacoby Winman, Aaron Brule, two guys that can hear their name read in the NFL draft coming up next spring. Darius Snow, the best tackler on the team, has moved to that linebacker slash nickel position. You have Cal Halliday, a a freshman All-American team member. Ben Van Sumeren has been shining this offseason. Ma Naotiote, whatever they want to do with Tank Brown, whether he's a defensive end or a linebacker. Guys, we're, we're working with like seven guys that could, re- could probably be starters at Michigan State and a lot of other programs, not just in the Big Ten, but also nationally as well. So, yeah, this linebacker room, woo-wee. And, yeah. I am going to use this other position group for reason number 12 to be optimistic, and that is the secondary. That's right. I'm naming the thorn in our side of last year 
for a reason to be optimistic this year because, uh, just like Mel Tucker said during Big Ten Media Days, it's not like it can get much worse, right? I, there's some truth to that. But also, well, why won't it get worse? And we talked about this with Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic when we broke down the defense two weeks ago. It's that all these guys have another year in the system. Guys like Ronald Williams, Kimbra, Angelo Gross, Chuck Brantley's got another year in the system, all led by Captain Xavier Henderson as well. You add a transfer from Georgia in a mere speed, just like Ronald Williams, lawn, rangy guy. And also, too, there's another whisper we're hearing from inside the building. True freshman Malik Spencer has got that dog in him. So, yeah, the, the three-star kid out of Georgia, turning heads early. Will he start? Maybe not, but this is a kid that could be getting early reps, early snaps, uh, maybe as soon as week one. Who's to say? That'd be an impressive turnaround for a true freshman, let alone a three-star. But it's, it's just, I, I hear whispers, and that is one of them that I hear right there. Reason number 13, let's go. Let's talk about the sexiest topic in Big Ten football. It's punting. It's Bryce Berenger. That's right, the guy with the highest average in the Big Ten last season at 48.4 yards per punt. Second most punts last year in the conference that went over 50 yards. Look, Rex Specs and all, he's the real deal. Chicks dig the lawn ball, and everyone digs a lawn punt. And Bryce Barringer is here to deliver those every single Saturday and Friday night in East Lansing. Gang, reason number 14 to be optimistic Let's talk about ourselves here for a second, right? Let's talk about us, the fans, the, the ones that fill Spartan Stadium. Because Spartan Stadium is reason number 14 to be optimistic. And, hey, Mel Tucker is undefeated at Michigan State at home when there's fans in the stands. Do you like that stat right there? There we go. Yeah, that, Michigan State didn't lose at home last year. I right, And I'll tell you what, the energy that Mel Tucker's building back into the program Really reminds me of the mid-2010s that D'Antonio had. Spartan Stadium buzzing every single Saturday. And if you don't believe me, go look how much these Western Michigan tickets are going for. I think the cheapest is like 35 on StubHub, which, heck, in years past, you can get in the door for a firm handshake and a, and a smile. But, yeah, no, this is a, a buzzing program, not just in the locker room, not just in the football center, but in the whole Spartan Stadium. Great home field advantage, one of the best in the Big Ten. You feel pretty good about that when you have teams like Ohio State, Wisconsin coming to, coming to town. With that said, let's talk about reason number 15 to be optimistic about this upcoming season. And that's it's a, it, it is a friendly schedule starting this year, right? I mean, it is a good non-conference. You have Western at home, Akron at home. You think you should win both those games. But then you give yourself a nice little test, still against a team you should beat, in Washington, on the road. Washington, big unknown this season. New coaching staff, don't know who their quarterback's going to be other than a kid that's talented, right? Whether it's Michael Penix, whether it's former five-star Sam Heward. The Huskies are going to be a mysterious team. But I'll tell you what, anytime you go on the road against anyone, especially when you're hopping three time zones over, yeah, that's you're going to find out a lot about your team. So that's a good litmus test right there. Then you open Big Ten play at home, against Minnesota, and just like I said, Ohio State, Wisconsin's at home. But also this too. Michigan State really did get a pretty good break with their crossover games. They got Wisconsin. That's tough, no doubt. Minnesota could be tough. But at least you get both of those games at home. The only road game you get from the Big Ten West, 
That first weekend in Champaign, Illinois, against the Fighting Illini, can't imagine that's going to be a hostile atmosphere. I, I don't think Champaign is necessarily known as uh, the, the Swamp of the North or uh, Tiger Stadium uh, just up the river. Like, no, it's that's a manageable game right there. So there you have it, 15 reasons to be optimistic about the upcoming season. And we got some more optimism coming in segment three, but it's for a different sport. Sport we don't talk about a lot, and that is hockey. But first, I need to talk to you, find folks about BetOnline.net. That's right. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for your odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcast, point blank. They have you covered top to bottom. So, Head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and actions happening today. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's talk about those icy Spartans, shall we? Um, this is not a sport we talk about a lot, and I will be the first one to admit I don't know a whole lot about hockey. I, point blank, I know that they have five skaters. They play with a black puck. Uh, there's a blue line that you can't cross, and it's off sides. But yeah, it's a very fun sport to watch. But when it comes to the insides and outs. I don't know much about it, but I did reach out to someone who knows a crap ton about not just hockey, not just college hockey, but Michigan State hockey as well. If you're on Twitter, you already know who I'm talking about. goes by JD underscore JerBear on Twitter. Also, he runs a great newsletter about Michigan State hockey, Mun Musings. That's right, Mun Musings. Uh, and to shout him out, munmusings.substack.com to sign up. It's for free. It's absolutely a newsletter you should sign up to. I sign up to it to stay informed on Michigan State hockey. But when this avalanche of recruits comes pouring into Adam Nightingale and the Michigan State program, we gotta we got to talk hockey on this program. No doubt about it. Austin Baker, kid from Michigan, commits. Lucas Van Fleet from Michigan also commits. Andrew Humphreys from Pennsylvania, top 20 kid in the nation, scored 106 points in 54 games last season. You, you don't have to be a hockey nut to understand that that's a massive slash line right there. Um, and then Isaac Gordon as well, uh, up in Manitoba, Canada, playing for the Humboldt Broncos coming up. Uh, all forwards. And uh, Austin Baker, Lucas Van Fleet, Andrew Humphreys are all national team development program kids. Point blank. Cream of the crop. Right? And we are absolutely killing it in hockey recruiting. It's great. Uh, You know, it's like a top 10 class right now for these kids. So, yeah, when you get all four of those names in a very short amount of time, I think within a little over two weeks of one another, yeah, uh, the Spartan hockey program is is buzzing again. Now, I reach out to J.D. Jerbear to kind of get a better understanding of what's going on, and he puts it this way, that we should expect these kids to come perhaps most likely in 2024. There's some variance there because there's age rules with how long they can play junior hockey and whatnot, but odds are 2024 is the target date for these kids to get on campus. Now, with that said, you don't just flip a switch like that. And Jerbear was so nice to me. 
because he he knows I'm a hockey idiot, but I, I do like myself some football. I do like myself some basketball. So he put a lot of things into football and basketball terms, like okay, the, the turnaround, the the turnaround for the season because Michigan State hockey has been kind of a bottom dweller as of late, no doubt about that. And it would be like well, Mel Tucker coming in and trying to flip his program as fast as he did. So I asked Jer Bear, okay, what, what do you want to see this season? And he said competence. Let's bump up the goals per game and, uh, you know, kind of like Jay Johnson making Mark D'Antonio ball look like 1940s football in comparison and also no quit, be relentless out there. So there you have it. And then by fall of 2024, Jer Bear says that you start looking to challenge for the top half of the league and qualify for the NCAA tournament. So how do you bite an elephant? <laughs> That's nice. How do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. You don't go from the absolute bottom of the basement in the Big Ten in any sport to up here just like that. It is a climb, but it doesn't have to be a slow climb. Kind of like how Mel Tucker kind of sped up his climb. Adam Nightingale seems to be on the right trajectory. And I asked Jer Bear, you know, you're, you're the expert here. What would you rate the, the Nightingale hire so far? He's only been here for a few months. And he hit me with a 10 out of 10. He's thrilled about it. He wrote back, uh, he hired a great staff. He has invigorated the social media, hired a new strength and conditioning coach, and the guys rave about it, and then you have the recruiting trail. Is that about the hockey program or the football program? Like, that's how that's how hand-in-hand hand they are right there. And Jer Bear also writes, uh, gone about as well as it can go before you even play a game. And not only are you killing it in recruiting, but also some smart hires as well, whether it be assistant coaches or strength and conditioning. But the Munn renovations are looking really nice. And these are coming at a nice time too, right? This guy has the, the cylinders firing for Michigan State hockey. And when you have these kids committing or visiting, they're seeing a brand spanking new Munn as well. It's not just the coaching staff that's new. It's not just the language around the program that's new. It's the physical building as well. So you add all three of those things, you're starting to feel pretty good about MSU hockey. And that's that's big, right? To have that third sport be pretty relevant too. Like you know, down south, it's baseball is the third sport. Arguably the second sport down there. Depends if you're more of a baseball or basketball fan. But I digress. Up here, that third sport you're looking to add is hockey. And Michigan State used to be a powerhouse in hockey. But my goodness gracious, has that really gone dormant uh, quite quite lately. Not just a few years, but a little more than a few years. And right now, for Michigan State, for the athletic department point of view, like the, the goal here is to have guys like me care. And when I say guys like me, I'm talking about you too. I'm most likely talking about you too. Maybe you are already clued into hockey. Maybe you're a better fan than I am. Maybe you know all the ups and downs about hockey. And you're dialed in. Good for you. That's awesome. You're already up there. But for the people that love football, that love basketball, for them to care about hockey, that's that's the, the next big step. To fill Mun again. Get some energy around the program. Because, hey, look, there, there's no shortage of Spartan fans out there. But can you convert them back into being Spartan hockey fans? Having them tune in to Big Ten or Big Ten Plus or... C-SPAN 8 or whatever ridiculous channel they have hockey on. I Believe me, I, I, I could get Jerry Bear ranting about that, no problem. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the name of the game, right? Is to get the football fans and basketball fans that are so passionate about the Gridiron Spartans, the Hardwood Spartans, 
to care about the Ice Spartans as well. And with Nightingale, I, this, by all accounts, I'm taking Jair Bear's words here, but I, really, seems to be that he's taking the Mel Tucker route to getting this hockey program back. And not bad doing that with uh, with four bang-up recruits right there lately. They have more recruits too, of course, but like this was in the short amount of time here to kick off August. So, hey, there we go. Look at that. So, yeah, massive thanks to, uh, again, on Twitter, he's JD underscore JerBear, munmusings.substack.com. Great, great source of information for all things Michigan State hockey. Um, And, yeah, there you have it. Gang, tomorrow, just like I brought up at the top of the show, we will probably be doing a mailbag show tomorrow, you know, barring any breaking news happening. But, yeah, the, the questions have stacked up, and we will get to them all. But until then... I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Now go give Locked on Big Ten your second listen. That's right. So with my guy, Nate Dickinson, getting you prepared for the whole conference season as we ramp up closer and closer to kickoff. Keep it tuned here. Locked on Spartans. Love you all. Go Green. Woo!